Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Joe Convertino Jr. at CH Insurance. Over the years, the Orange have set a great example of teamwork, and it's what we strive toward every day with our talented team, clients, and partners. Follow us on social media. Go SU! We're in your corner. Hey, this is Joe Theismann, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Trey Walewski of Under Armour Golf, Camillus Golf Club, Welch and Company Jewelers, Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company, and our awesome friends at Rosie's Corner, Pizza, Pasta, Wings, Hot and Cold Subs, and more. Comfort Foods available, Meatloaf Monday, Turkey Slop Tuesday, and your Chicken and Biscuit Wednesday, as well as Fish on Friday and Mac and Cheese Bowl Thursday and Friday. Rosie's Corner, Route 11, if you're in and around the Central New York area, right in front of the Brewerton Bridge in good old Brewerton, New York. Route 11, again, as I mentioned, and pick up a gift card for any and all occasions upcoming. They're going to have their Black Friday sale. You know, the holidays are fast approaching, believe Believe it or not, it is going to come fast and furious. So make sure you grab a gift card at Rosie's Corner, a proud ML Sports Platter supporter. So on occasion, I'm going to do this throughout the college football season. I wanted to wait, and I don't know if I had you know kind of promoted this or not, but hey, if I didn't, oh well, got a lot going on these days. Um, I'm going to do like these singular podcasts. Uh, I've typically done this the last you know six years, uh, which is. By the way, amazing. I quit corporate radio six years ago this November. I can't believe it. I saw a lot of my old radio friends um, at the Francis House event uh, a couple of weeks ago, by the way, which was amazing. So thanks to Joe Jr. and uh, CH Insurance for asking me out to the fairgrounds. I got to run into all my old pals. Um, old in terms of old friends, guys. Not calling you old, but, you know, Rick Roberts was out there. Um, you know, uh, uh, Marty was out there, 95X, 93Q guys and gals. So it was really terrific. Uh, Joey Walker, a lot of people, uh, great to see him out there. And so uh, it's always great, you know, to catch up with my old radio people because I do miss radio. I miss the everyday grind of it. I miss, um, uh, at least from a show standpoint, uh, but I miss the, uh, you know, the on-air everyday you know, immediate recap, immediate fan calls, you know, after SU games and all that. And I miss the preparing for an actual three o'clock show each and every day. But then there's the other stuff that I don't like and I don't enjoy. And with this, I can do this on my own time. I can do it right here in my man cave office. I can talk about a lot more than just Syracuse football and just Syracuse basketball. Um, Cause you know, you get off the tracks a little bit with orange sports and people are like, Hey, you know, what do you remember what town you're in? And I'm like, yeah, I do, but there's a lot of Bills fans and Giants fans and baseball fans and this and that, but, um, you know, I, it was great to catch up with everybody. That That's really what it boils down to, and I think radio, at the end of the day, the biggest thing I take away from a lot of my past jobs, and radio really especially, is the relationships and the friendships, and so I miss a lot of those folks, uh, you know, Ted Namey and Rick and Marty and Joe D and Scott Dixon and those guys, Dave Fursina, uh, Janice Cole and promotions. I miss... Uh, you know, I miss those guys, man. Joey Walker, just kind of going to the office every day and and uh, and doing our thing. So it was great to see some of those folks out there. And again, thanks to CH Insurance, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor for having me out to the Francis House. CH Insurance, visit their website today at chinsurance.cc. They are always in your corner every day, every way. All right, this is a singular game recap of Notre Dame and USC. And again, <clears throat> when you recap a game, there's a lot to unpack. No direction whatsoever with this thing. I'm just going to kind of take it off the top in terms of what I saw. And this was really a wild, wild weekend in college football. I thought, you know, I already did my Oregon-Washington recap uh, yesterday, and I I thought that was the best game, frankly, of the year. Uh, This game was pretty darn uh, uh, important going in for a lot of reasons. I mean, Notre Dame, you know, they were trying to come off of, uh, you know, that loss to Louisville and and trying to get back in the win column. USC, of course, came in at 6-0 with the hype and 
national championship uh, expectations and implications and the best quarterback in the land and you know the Heisman Trophy winner from last year and he's got a little Mahomes in him and all this sort of thing and Lincoln Riley and but you know what happens with USC they just don't play defense they don't play defense every single game okay and if you look at their schedule and you look at the points that they've given up every single week you're like one of these weeks they're gonna get tripped up and going into the game I picked USC but I did note I did note and I did warn people you know, Notre Dame has the kind of defense, they can shoot gaps. They can get off the field on third down. They can make life hell for Caleb Williams because they have side-to-side linebackers. Marcus Freeman is a really, really good defensive mind. And they went in with a game plan, and my God, did they stick to it? And did they frustrate Caleb Williams? And did they fill those gaps? Did they shoot those gaps? Did they clog up the middle of the field? They forced Caleb Williams into some horrible throws. And I credit Notre Dame's defense first and foremost first and foremost. I mean, they had the game plan. They were terrific. They had a ball possession plan as well, which was absolutely outstanding. And they just won in all three phases and they kept hammering down Marcus Freeman out coach Lincoln Riley without question. And if you look at the games from USC earlier this year, you know, they gave up 28 to San Jose state. Like that should, that should immediately like, hello, like wave the flag. Like, dude, we're in trouble already. 28 points to San Jose state. I can't even name one player on the roster, right? Now, they gave up 14 to Nevada, 10 to Stanford. That's nice. But then 28 to Arizona State. They win 48-41 at Colorado in a game where Colorado came all the way back. That game was a blowout. Colorado came all the way back. They barely beat Arizona, 43-41, to triple overtime. By the way, can I also say that in that Arizona game, you know, USC had some awful game management, right? They really did. And, you know, they were rushing you know, on third and fourth downs, you know, they get the kid out there, they miss the field goal. I mean, there were some horrible, horrible red zone uh, game management situations going on in that game. And it goes to triple overtime. And I do realize that Caleb Williams did his thing. He made his mark and he won the game and blah, blah, blah. But he was bad in that game too. I mean, he was bad with downing the football. They were awful at getting off the field. Um, that was, that was, they barely got, you know, they, 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 they barely got out of there with a win, right? Then you fast forward to the Notre Dame game. And it was all business. Notre Dame was up 24-6 to at, the, at, at halftime. And the game plan was very, very simple. Bludgeon Caleb Williams. Make him frustrated. The USC offensive line, by the way, is not good. It ain't good. They're not good uh, defensively overall. And they're horrific up front. A lot of what happens with USC in Pac-12 games and out-of-conference games is... Caleb Williams goes back to pass and he gets the ball out so fast or he reads a piss poor block and he just runs away from it. And that stuff you can mask until you can't. And he couldn't against Notre Dame. This was not a spectacular offensive performance for Notre Dame. They didn't need it. They worked short fields. They intercepted Caleb Williams three times. They had a ground game of 125 yards with uh, Audric Esteem and company with a stable of running backs back there. Sam Hartman only had to throw it 20 times. This was a methodical game-winning three-phase game for Notre Dame, okay? Two touchdowns, 126 yards for Hartman. Running backs did their thing. It was a mixed bag of guys from Stays to Evans to Flores Jr. and Tyree catching the football, right? And the picks were huge. And JT Bertrand had one of the best games of a defensive player I've seen all year for Notre Dame. I mean, this guy, JT Bertrand, if I'm an NFL scout, I am absolutely drooling over this kid. A senior linebacker. Tough as nails. I mean, is this another Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa situation? Is this another guy coming out of South Bend, 6'2", 240, wicked linebacker skills, ball hawker, 
guards the run, guards the pass. Phenomenal game. You cannot run through this kid. He's from Georgia. He got away from all the Southern schools. He's a big-time academic kid. You have to be going on under name. 11 total tackles. Six were solo. Had a half a sack. Could have had at least two more sacks in this game. Could have had 15 more tackles, really, in this game. They sat Caleb Williams six times. They made life miserable for him. And nobody could get going. Caleb Williams couldn't get going, which means Taj Washington couldn't get going. Zachariah Branch was a complete no-show in this game. The freshman who's really, really talented. But again, this is a raw USC team. This is a very, very, very raw team and a terrible offensive line and a terrible defense across the board. You're not going to win a national championship. I don't care if you have star-studded wide receivers and the so-called best quarterback in college football. You still will not win a national title if you are not going to win in the trenches. Go watch Georgia. Go watch Bama. Go watch Clemson from the last 15 years. Go watch LSU. You're not going to win in the trenches, and you're not going to win if you don't have at least a little bit of defense. Offense wins championships in 2023. Remember the old adage? Defense wins championships. No, no. Defense helps the offense win championships. In other words, you still need a little bit of defense to complement the offense. More on this game and, uh, of course, the play of Caleb Williams next on the ML Sports Platter. All brought to you by Bonnet Sales and Service. Hey, if your garage door fails, call Bonnet Sales and Service. They are available 24-7 to help you out, and free estimates are available right now. Route 11 in Central Square, if you're in and around Central New York. Family owned and operated for over 50 years, Bonnet Sales and Service. They're covering your, your garage doors. The quality is A-plus, second to none. And hey, if you're in Oswego, Onondaga County, wherever you live, Liverpool, Marcellus, Tully, Warners, Phoenix, Pennellville, Parrish, Oswego, West Monroe, or Casanova, all across the area. Get a free estimate today at bonnetsalesandservice.com. You can place a call, you can place a request, and you can send a message right on their website for residential garage doors and commercial garage doors. Nobody does it better than Bonnet Sales and Service Incorporated, the official garage door company of the ML Sports Platter. And thanks also to Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay, Bowers and Company, CPAs, and our awesome friends at Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company. More on USC Notre Dame and Caleb Williams and his quarterback play next on the platter. Mike Lindsley with you here. The ML Sports Platter brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. Stanley Law Offices together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. And thank you also to Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare and the Bincigara Consulting Group. So Caleb Williams in this particular spot, I think right now, He's the third best quarterback in the Pac-12. Right now I do. And I know every week is what it is. Different narratives, right? Different strokes for different folks. Different narratives per week. College football, NFL, it's all the same. One week we go from the sky, the next minute we're six feet under. Uh, ceiling to floor, floor to ceiling, blah, blah, blah. They're, they're, they're world beaters, then they're not. That's football, that's preparation, that's opponents, that's game tape, that's playing, that's having off days, that's travel, that's this. I mean, it's all of it rolled in. That's what, what makes it all so hard. And it's why it makes it so freaking important and so damn popular because every single game matters so much. I mean, USC just played their way out of the national championship unless they win out and get like probably, I would say, three to five breaks right now, right? Because their schedule, USC, if you look at it so far... What is their most impressive win? Right now, it's an unranked Colorado team that almost came back and beat them. You don't want to take that one? Okay, you can take Arizona, a game that you know took them triple overtime to beat really just above average football team, right? I mean, that's really what they are. Okay, they haven't really beaten any ranked teams as of now. 
I think Colorado maybe at the time was ranked, actually. But again, if you look back on it, how are they going to finish? Maybe unranked? Yeah, probably. They still have chances. They have Utah coming up. Right? And then they have at Cal. And then a huge one for, you know, at home against Washington. Then they go at Oregon and then home for UCLA. USC is not going to run the table. They're not. If they do, and they beat four top 25 teams, three of which are in the top 15, right? If they do, they'll play themselves right back in. And they could very well knock out either Washington or Oregon or both on their way there. I think the Pac-12 should be getting one team out of the Pac-12. I don't know who it's going to be. Washington right now is a front runner. You know, I'm almost looking at this college football thing going, okay, Washington from the Pac-12, right? We're going to get Michigan out of the Big Ten probably here, right? Uh, you know, are you going to get another Big Ten team, whether that's a one-loss Ohio State or a Penn? You know, and again, Michigan could lose as well, right? Georgia, you know, I mean, what, is, is that kind of what we're looking at here? I don't think a two-loss Notre Dame team is going to make it. They would have to run the table and get some help. But, you know, Well, Florida State's in the conversation too. That was the other team, right? And you know, the top two teams come out of the ACC to play in the championship. What happens if Florida State, you know, runs the table? Um, Do they still have, let me see what Florida State has here. Yeah, see, they don't have North Carolina. Florida State's going to run the table. They should run the table. Their, Their toughest game is this weekend against Duke at home. Uh, they should they should roll against the rest of the teams at Wake at Pitt. Although Pitt, you know, big win against Louisville, they should win the rest of their games though. At Wake at Pitt, Miami at home, North Alabama at home, and then an, a, a terrible Florida team on the road. They should run the table. They've already beaten everybody. It's not their fault that Clemson's a little bit down, and the biggest game of the year they won by pasting LSU. Florida State should win. They should be in the national championship conversation. They should play for the ACC title. But what happens if North Carolina goes undefeated? <clears throat> right? North Carolina beats Florida State in the championship game. Hey, North Carolina's going to the college football playoff, perhaps, right? Probably. Should, you know, they deserve that, I would say, right? Because they would run the table in the ACC and you'd have a win over Florida State, you know, and they also beat Miami, a ranked team. They would have had beaten a Duke, a ranked team. Uh, they still have a shot at Clemson. You know, they could be ranked, by, well, easily could be ranked by the end of the year. So, a lot of college football left to play. USC, a lot of work to do. They need a lot of breaks as well. But in this game, Caleb Williams did not play even close to as well as Michael Penix Jr. and Bo Nix. Wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. And are you concerned if you're USC? Not really. Are you concerned if you're an NFL scout? Not really. You can go one of two ways here. If you're an NFL scout, you can go, ooh, he had a really bad, bad game, but you have a lot of bad games, no problem. Actually, one of three ways. That's one. The next one would be, eh, I'm a little concerned, you know, with him going up against a real defense, which he hasn't seen all year. And then all of a sudden, poof, real defense, trouble. Okay? The next way you could go is, wow, this kid's been amazing with that line. You could go that direction. But if I'm an NFL GM, I also don't want to put him in front of a terrible offensive line, which is what's going to happen if and when he gets picked number one. Because that's usually what happens. If you're a terrible, terrible, terrible team drafting a quarterback, the rest of your team is usually terrible. Look at Bryce Young in Carolina. Now, I know that a lot of people, I was all on board with Justin Fields. 
I admitted after the first few games this year that I was wrong. Guess what? I don't know if I was wrong. I keep going back and forth on this guy. I don't know if you give up on him just yet, because look at the last couple of weeks. Isn't there still a lot there? I know he's hurt now, and I'm I'm recording this, and we don't know what's up with that finger. But, like, I don't know if Caleb Williams can come in and save the Bears. Why can't three or four more weapons on each side of the football save the Bears, and you keep riding Justin Fields to find out absolutely, absolutely for sure if he is or isn't the guy? Right? I mean, this is still a guy who last year ran for 1,000 yards. This is still a guy who produced two weeks before they lost to the Vikings. They almost beat the Vikings, by the way. Like, at a very, very high level. Very, very high level. And I'm going, yeah, let's maybe just wait for a little bit. Maybe you get another receiver opposite side DJ Moore. Maybe you do some things on defense, get some dues. Maybe you go out and get a couple of bookend tackles again. Maybe you trade those picks out of the NFL draft and go load, 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 load up and really officially find out if Justin Fields on a rookie deal, mind you, just really find out if he's not the guy. You know, there's always quarterbacks that are going to come out. Is this class special? Hell yeah. Bo Nix, Penix Jr., Caleb Williams, Drake May. Yeah, it's special. But we're not that far away from Shooter Sanders. And there's always quarterbacks because it's a quarterback world in high school, it's a quarterback world in college, and it's a quarterback world in the NFL. So we'll see. But this was a game, this was a pasting. This was not even close. The only time I thought maybe a comeback was in order, and and frankly, nah, because, (laughs) you know, USC can't play defense. The only time, though, was after halftime. USC gets the ball, put together a great drive. It was 24-6, and they made it 24-13. Six play, 57 yards, 333. Boom, they're right back in a two-possession game. I'm going, okay, maybe. And then Notre Dame, right away, six plays, 68 yards, 320. Chris Tyree, what an unbelievable throw by Sam Hartman. 46-yard pass, made it 31-13. I was like, yeah, that's probably it. And then Brendan Rice, Jerry Rice's kid. There's another receiver USC has. They scored again 31-20. You're like, oh, with nine minutes. Oh, oh, two possession. Oh, but then, nope, nope, nope. Touchdown, touchdown, boom, touchdown. Or excuse me, touchdown, field goal, touchdown. Yeah, I mean, that was it. So there were a couple little moments there, right? Second half, but nah, nah. So this was outstanding. What a win. What a great win for Notre Dame and USC. Again, a lot of work to do. Not over, but... I can't see him running the table to get into the college football playoff. And, um, you know, look, if they do, again, I think you'd have to look at him. But I don't think they're going to. They don't play enough good defense there. Um, you know, you could say, well, yeah, one loss played you out of the college football playoff. If they do run the table, though, with those ranked teams left, yeah, they have a great opportunity. And they can make up for all those games previously that they won against not great competition. But, man, that schedule with those four top 25 teams, yeah. It's going to take a lot of work. ML Sports Platter, thanks for listening all over the major platforms. Be sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review. It's available all over Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, CastBox, you name it, iHeartMedia, Amazon, and we are brought to you by Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, the Al and Angus Pub, Jam and Beats, and our terrific friends at Brewerton Ace Hardware. Hey, Ace is the place as we get into the fall and winter seasons. you got a lot of projects and whatnot you know, in the outside, make sure that you absolutely positively go to Brewerton Ace Hardware. They've got it all, man. And you can shop right online. Still some grills and smokers. You can get those on sale. They got paint and supplies, heating and cooling, home and decor, all seasons, Halloween, Thanksgiving, you name it, storage and organization, lighting and electrical and plumbing as well. Brewerton Ace Hardware, Route 11 in Brewerton, in front of the Brewerton Bridge, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Hey, as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have the best deal for you. How about going with my friends 
at Bet Online. This is one of the busiest times of year. College football, NFL, hockey is starting, NBA upcoming, baseball playoffs soon as well. Plus, hey, the Ryder Cup, so you can lay some money down on Team USA as well. 50% off your welcome bonus today with Bet Online. Head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. It's a 50% bonus up to $1,000 with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. B L E A V. Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is the website. BetOnline, where the game starts. Fall is simply football season, and fans across the country are hoping that preseason hype leads to postseason success. In the NFL, we'll see if early Super Bowl favorites like the Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, and Bills can hold off up-and-comers. And college football fans are wondering if Georgia will make it a three-peat or if top-ranked challengers like Michigan or Florida State can take home the national championship trophy. The college football and NFL seasons are defined by big plays, injuries, and coaching decisions. As a football fan, I also want to hear about the behind-the-scenes and off-field stories that shape the season. The football interviews and topics you hear on the ML Sports Platter are shaped by lessons learned at St. Bonaventure University. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism at St. Bonnie equips reporters and hosts for digital storytelling across the sports world. Students learn how to tell compelling stories through digital and traditional platforms. They are also encouraged to envision the future of sports journalism with their capstone projects. This 100% online degree builds on decades of academic excellence, and I'm a proud Bonnie, and I can tell you that you can join me in a growing list of notable graduates, including the New York Post Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. In fact, you'll hear from an accomplished alum or industry expert during video masterclasses in each course. Contact an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com today to learn more about the online Master of Sports Journalism. That's sbujournalism.com. SU Sports are underway. Hi, this is Joe Convertino Jr. here at CH Insurance. In our new offices downtown, we have over our entryway, work like a champion. We all high-five it to remind us of what we're here to do for you. As an independent agent, we're seeking the right coverage at the right price to ensure the most well-rounded group benefits plan for your business and your team. As you review your group benefits this fall, Let's talk. When it comes to group benefits, there is no off-season. CH Insurance, in your corner. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.